Hey everybody, Brian McClanahan here. Are you looking for a great educational website? Then go to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll free of charge. Get a free class 10 Myths of American History when you do enroll. Look, I've got awesome classes there. Classes on the Constitution, classes on the Civil War, classes on secession, classes on American history. A whole slew of great stuff just waiting for you. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com, enroll, and get a real history education. Is Trump's indictment good for the Republican Party? We'll talk about that on this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title, read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. Use the coupon code JUNE. Get that great deal, 25% off. Classes go up July 1st. You're going to want to get these classes at the best price you'll ever get them. So take advantage of it. Keep this podcast free of charge. Buy some classes. Get great content both ways. But you do help support the show. You can also click on the support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. The super thanks button under this video if you're watching at YouTube. You can go to Spotify for podcasts or subscribe there. But as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Let people know you love it. Share it around on social media. Give it that five-star review. Leave a text review wherever you can. And send me those show requests. I do want to see what you want to hear. All right. So, wrapping up the week with the Trump indictment. It's something I haven't talked about yet. I've mentioned some things about it at different times. I did a program, or at least I said some things where I said, look, uh, this whole issue of Trump and national security is an outgrowth of the Cold War. And some of the things that Trump is accused of showing to people, you know, uh, invasion plans or battle plans that the Pentagon drew up. The Pentagon has battle plans that are ever-changing for every single country in the world. Well, why is that? Why do we have attack plans on the books for just about anywhere? Well, because of American imperialism, because we have military bases in over 100 countries around the globe, because we have a Cold War mentality without the Cold War anymore. We have battle plans to invade everybody. I mean, you think that these other these foreign powers don't know about some of these things, don't know, don't have an anticipation of what the United States would do and how we would do it. Of course they do. They're battle planning too. They're all war gaming. It's war gaming. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. So all of this stuff that's discussed, it's top secret. Um, and unless it was nuclear codes that I'm sure change, <laughs> unless it was something where Trump is trying to sell secrets to the United States and committing espionage, where he's saying, look, uh, I want to hurt the Biden administration, so we're going to sell these secrets. Unless it's something like that, this is all just a bunch of paperwork stupidity. Really, it is, at the end of the day. And we know that other people have had classified documents. I mean, we know the Hillary Clinton situation. We know the Biden situation. I'm, I mean, all of this. These things have flowed. And the Biden situation is a little more dangerous because, of course, Hunter Biden and his clandestine or extracurricular activities, I should say, and all the things he was doing and the fact that, you know, he, there were people that had access to Biden. We know this. 
that there might have been some kickbacks and some other things, potentially. I mean, there's at least some rumors floating around. Nobody knows if this is true or not. And Republicans may not everybody be able to prove anything. Okay. But we do know that classified, classified documents have floated around for a long time. And uh, Biden was vice president. He shouldn't have access to any of these things. Pr Trump was president. So uh, there is a difference there. And of course, Hillary Clinton with her you know, homebrew server and getting hacked. I mean, I think it's been conclusively proved that people hacked her server. Outside entities hacked her server. So, uh, I mean, come on now. But all this is trumped up in a way, no pun intended, to get Donald Trump. It's been the case since 2016. This is what... Even Robert F. Kennedy, who was, I mean, supported all this stuff early on, he started to think about it. And he said, wait a second, you know, uh, I'm not so certain this is really that there's much to these things. If the establishment is going full, course full, court, full court press on it the way that they are. Now, Kennedy has said that the charges against Trump are very serious. And I think he's correct about that, that, that he could go down for this stuff. I don't think that that's going to happen. But I do think that uh, it is going to potentially harm Trump's candidacy in 2024. Now, the Washington Post and Jason Willick at the Washington Post seems to think this is actually good for the Republicans. Trump's indictment has a silver lining, he says. So Willick writes, early indications are that the Biden administration's criminal prosecution of Donald Trump will hurt the Republican Party and help the Democratic Party. Hurt the Republican Party if it consumes the 2024 primary contest and paralyzes Trump's competitors for the nomination. Help the Democratic Party if Trump, the most likely Republican nominee, is weakened politically outside the GOP. That's the intent. It doesn't matter if he's going to get convicted or not. Just like the impeachments, both impeachments, the dossier, all the stuff we know now is fake. It didn't matter if it was true or not. It's just like when Harry Reid made a comment about Mitt Romney in 2012 that wasn't true. He knew it wasn't true. He said it anyways, and people ran with it. And his response was, well, Mitt Romney didn't win, did he? That was the point. The deception is the point. The rumors are the point because they know that Americans won't have enough information or gather enough information. This is going to take too long to filter through, to have anything happen. That's the point. The damage is the point because the Democrats want to stay in power. They don't care how they do it. That's the difference between Democrats and Republicans. The Democrats don't really care how they stay in power. They can lie, deceive, do anything they want just to have power. The Republicans try to play by different rules on a different field, and they're just getting bulldozed. This is what I've said before, and I said it yesterday. If the Republican Party controls the keys to the bulldozer, guess what's going to happen? And Trump did it for four years. He controlled the bulldozer. He did some bulldozing. I mean, everyone loved it. He was getting the libs. He was owning the libs. What did they do to him? They destroyed him. And now they have the keys to the bulldozer, and they want to do the exact same thing again. And to anybody that supports him, that's the point. That's the dark Brandon speech. That's what they want to do. They want to bulldoze the other side. And if you think for a second that if you're a conservative in America and you can control that bulldozer, you can you got the keys to it for more than four years or maybe eight years maximum, you're fooling yourself. You're fooling yourself. You have to start from the bottom up. Now, let me talk about the piece again. 
Polarization is good politics for Democrats in the Trump era. At least it was in the 2022 midterms when liberal groups deliberately supported MAGA candidates in Republican primaries who were easier for Democrats to dispatch in general elections. Trump's federal indictment could have a similar effect in 2024, radicalizing and isolating the GOP. So this is the point, right? And look, Republicans did this kind of stuff too. They've done it. They've, they've gone over and voted for people that they thought would destabilize the Democratic Party, put the loons in there so they can beat them. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> it's not a bad idea at all. But what happens when both, both sides start doing this, right? What happens if all the Republicans vote in the Democrat primary and put the looniest person in there, and all the Democrats go to the Republican party primary and put the looniest person in there, the worst candidate? I mean, in the case of you know George Herschel Walker was the worst candidate they could have run. Dr. Oz, Fetterman. I mean, that, that election was a joke. It's kind of funny in a way. It delegitimizes everything. I actually, I mean, it's delegitimization at the highest level. It's grand to see. But that's what we need to be doing. The states need to be ascendant. But if Republicans somehow nominate someone other than Trump, the indictment will work to the GOP's advantage in a subtle but powerful way. So Willick is saying if the Republicans somehow nominate someone other than Trump, it's going to work to the GOP's advantage. The threat of prison in a second Biden term would give Trump a strong incentive to support the Republican nominee and urge his base to do the same. Why? Because that would mean that Trump could possibly get pardoned. Now, there are people in this newspaper writing at the Washington Post saying Biden should pardon Donald Trump. Just pardon him. And really arguing that. But I think in some ways, if you see the thing is, they're calculating if you pardon Trump now, then he doesn't get the nomination. It's going to split that party. Trump will not support. If he has a pardon, he won't support if he, the Republican Party if he doesn't win in the primary. And there's no guarantee he would win in the primary. So that's, uh, I mean, that's an important part of this. Normal politicians are invested in their party's success for ideological and institutional reasons. That's not true for Trump. He famously wouldn't promise to support the Republican presidential nominee in 2016 if it wasn't him. Trump is a wildcard. Trump is about Trump. Trump would run third term. There's no doubt about it. And as people have said, this game is not just about Trump. It's about you in many ways. It's about, uh, you know, Trump has got means and people to try to defend him and he can tie things up in court. We don't, right? We don't have any of that. It's about us. It's about a threat to us in so many ways. But um, Trump may not, uh, would probably would not support a Ron DeSantis. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't support, you know, Tim Scott or Mike Pence or anything. He wouldn't support any of them. I think if, if Trump doesn't get the nomination. It's going to be DeSantis. And I know DeSantis is struggling right now, but it's going to be DeSantis. I don't see a pathway for Nikki Haley or Tim Scott or anything like that. I'd love to see, as I said before, a four-way race. I mean, I really want to see RFK run as an independent because what people don't realize is RFK would actually pull votes away from Trump's group, from Trump supporters too. There are people, libertarians, I've seen a lot of them, who would support RFK, particularly if he put somebody like... Um, 
uh, well, I mean, some other libertarian on the ticket. I mean, I, I don't know who, uh, but you know, somebody that would be a libertarian on the ticket or somebody that might lean more libertarian on the ticket. I think that would be um, something that would help RFK in pulling that vote away from Trump. Just like Ross Perot didn't hurt just uh, George H.W. Bush, he also hurt Bill Clinton. There are people that voted for Perot that were kind of economic nationalists, didn't like the establishment side of Clinton, NAFTA and GATT and all that stuff, and so they supported Ross Perot. And you had Republicans that did the exact same thing for other reasons. But certainly, it's been proven that Ross Perot pulled from both parties. After Trump lost in the 2020 election and elected Republicans showed insufficient enthusiasm for overturning the outcome, Trump lost his stake in the party's political success. That was evident in the January 5, 2021 Senate runoffs in Georgia, where Trump nominally campaigned for incumbent GOP Senator David Perdue and Kelly Loeffner, but also told his voters that the 2020 election was rigged. Republican turnout dropped and Democrats won both races. Trump's base is crucial for the GOP's electoral fortunes next year, whichever candidate it nominates. The problem for the non-Trump candidates is that even if one of them wins the nomination, Trump could severely damage that candidate's odds in a general election. By mounting a third-party bid, refusing to offer his endorsement, or more likely declaring the GOP primary rigged and showing indifference in the general election, even as he technically endorses the Republican candidate. Again, I think this is... Look, if Trump is pardoned, or Trump somehow somehow gets out of this, and he doesn't win because Republicans turn their backs on him. Uh, Trump is going to run third party. Again, I, I want to see it happen. I would love to see it happen. I'd also love to see RFK run third party, and that would give us a four-party race, something that hasn't, four candidates that I think could pull some votes, something that hasn't happened since 1860. It would be a really interesting election in that way. Most of Trump's voters would support any Republican against President Biden, of course, but Trump has the power to affect 2024 motivation and turnout at the margins. His attitude could swing a close election, and his full-throated support of a Republican candidate, other than himself, is by no means guaranteed. That's where the Justice Department indictment comes in. The indictment has dramatically raised the stakes of this election for Trump. The 37 charges related to mishandling classified documents and obstructing the investigation into those documents could send the 77-year-old Trump to prison for the rest of his life if he's convicted, and he knows it. Trump's most certain path to beating the charges is winning the White House himself. Under Justice Department, Justice Department policy, a sitting president can't be prosecuted. So there you go. Trump will hope, I think that's a good point, Trump will hope to drag this out and win the election. Then you can't, he can't, he can even pardon himself. He can't be prosecuted. So he hopes to win. They hope to drag this out and not have it settled any time. Uh, I mean, here we are. It's it's June 2023. We still have over a year toward the election. I don't know if he can drag this thing out that long, but I'm sure he hopes they can. Uh, once he's the elected candidate, I mean, then what happens? You're gonna you're gonna throw him in jail. You're gonna say he can't. I mean, he's been elected. If that happened, if Trump won in 2024, let's say he gets the nomination, he wins 2024. What happens? It's a big question. There's a lot of things that would come out of this that I think is uh, is interesting. Failing that, Trump's best bet is for another Republican to win. His opponents have, by and large, responded to the indictment by blasting politicization of the, in the Justice Department under Biden. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley criticized Trump's mishandling of documents, but also said she'd be inclined to pardon him if elected. 
Expect more candidates to give similar answers as the primary season goes on. I think that's true, too. As a matter of coalition management, a Republican president in 2025 would have every reason to intervene in Trump's prosecution, either by appointing an attorney general who would drop or narrow the case, or by issuing a pardon or commuting Trump's sentence if he is convicted. It's hard to imagine Trump going to prison during the tenure of another Republican president who would be unable to govern effectively without Trump's base of support. Trump now has a real personal interest, his own liberty, in ensuring that a Republican wins next year's election, even if it's not him. That will bind him to any Republican nominee in a way that he may not have been before this federal indictment. And again, I think Willick is actually onto something here. If Trump is not, I mean, he's he needs the Republican Party to, to pardon him. Now, Trump may not care. I don't know. Trump might think that he can win. I don't know. But Willick is saying Trump would have to support the Republicans so that he would get pardoned. This is why... There are Democrats arguing that Joe Biden should pardon Donald Trump. And the other reason is, I mean, look, Trump's attorneys are going to do something. They're going to try to drag out some skeletons in the claws of the Biden administration. They're going to try to drag all that into court. They're going to try to drag out all Biden's dirty laundry, his mishandling of documents, Hillary Clinton. All this stuff is going to get brought out. And why are they prosecuting this person and not these people? That's going to be brought out. And I think, you know, the Democrats may not want to have to go through that either. I don't know. I don't see Biden pardoning Trump, though. I mean, he's the one that gave the go-ahead to have the guy arrested and to take it to court. So, I mean, I think Biden is is invested in this. It's the Biden administration going after the, the former president. This is what people are, are concerned about, this kind of banana republic stuff where the sitting administration goes after the previous administration. And where does it stop? I mean, if Trump wins, is he going to go after the Biden administration? Is he going to go and prosecute people? Is he going to do that stuff? And then if the next person wins, are they going to go after that Trump again? Or are they going to go after something else? I mean, these are the big questions. Commentators have usefully separated the indictments legal from its political strength. But the two aren't entirely separate. Politics is, among other things, the process of creating and executing the country's laws. Politics is the process of creating and executing the country's laws. It's about power, in other words. Politics is about power. The legal and political spheres intersect in the executive branch, especially in the president's power to issue clemency, overriding convictions or sentences duly imposed by the legal system. It's about power. That's what politics in America is about, power. Who's going to create and execute the country's laws? Who's going to abuse the other side? Who's going to get the keys of the bulldozer and bulldoze the other side over Trump's prosecution is a political quandary for his primary challenger who need to make the case against the former president without appearing sympathetic to a Biden administration that Republican voters fear and oppose. But in the event that one of them succeeds, the indictment will play a different political role in the general election. But putting at risk something even more fundamental than his status and ego, Trump's prosecution would force his loyalty to a new standard bearer for the GOP. Now, Again, I think Willick is on to something here. Do I think that this is necessarily what would happen? I don't. I'm not so certain Trump um, would would be loyal to the Republican Party even if he he didn't win the nomination. Even if he's facing a conviction. I don't know. Because I think he believes that even if he doesn't support them, uh, you know, he's innocent and he'll just go through the appeal process. Now, he, he might have a vested interest in that. I mean, I think, you know, Will it could be on something here. Maybe Trump does say, all right, well, look, I'll support you if you agree to pardon me. 
That would be good for me. That would be good for the Trump brand that I would get a pardon. But on the other hand, if Trump maintains his innocence, he would say, I don't need a pardon. I didn't do anything wrong. Does Trump really believe that or not? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what Trump really does believe uh, in that particular uh, situation. Um, But Trump certainly uh, could throw a big wrench in the Republican Party. Now, I mentioned before, you know, maybe, uh, again, fourth party, maybe it does damage Biden a bit too. Maybe RFK nominates, I mentioned Libertarian, but you know, somebody else it might be um, possible, someone like Tulsi Gabbard. I think somebody did comment one time, wouldn't it be great if it was Tulsi Gabbard and RFK and Kari Lake and Donald Trump? It would throw the establishment into fits. Who would Ron DeSantis pick is another question. Who's Ron DeSantis going to put on the ticket? Nikki Haley? Is he going to pick someone like that, a woman? Or Tim Scott, would he pick someone like that uh, to try to appeal to uh, the diversity of the Republican Party? Is he going to do that kind of thing? I think both of those candidates are looking for potentially a running mate situation. Tim Scott and Nikki Haley aren't going to have enough political clout to uh, to win uh, the nomination at all. There's no way that either one of them is going to do it, but they certainly could ride coattails. They certainly could get in there and get as a vice president and then be forgotten. Neither one is ever going to be president of the United States. Nikki Haley or Tim Scott, they will never be president unless something happens. If they are vice president, something happens to the president. That'd be the only way. But this certainly is an interesting argument. Trump needs the GOP now. The, the, uh, Indictment is going to force Trump to support the GOP should he not get the nomination, should Republicans turn their back on Trump, which you are seeing some people turn their back on Trump that supported him before. You've got people that were Trump supporters supporting Ron DeSantis. It's a really interesting uh, election season already ramping up for the Republican Party, and it's only going to get more interesting. We're only about six months away, really, from what is primary season. Um, And and how people are going to start thinking about the election in 2024. We're not that far off from it. You know, Mike Pence has thrown his hat into the ring. So what's going to happen is the big question. And uh, again, I think Willick is onto something here. Is he is he 100% right? I don't know. But Trump, uh, being Trump, may not, uh, may not work out well uh, for the GOP or for um, Trump himself. I mean... As I've said, some of these charges, in my mind, are only a product of extreme nationalization and centralization, and it's it's uh, some of this stuff is just kind of silly. But regardless, uh, we've got some really fun times coming up in the election season, and uh, that'll be a I'm sure a, a hot button to- hot button topic as we move forward uh, throughout the next six months. See you next week on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.